You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of batteries, whether it's for your truck, your car, your trail cameras, your rangefinder, stop into a local Interstate Batteries retail location. There are thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Talk with a battery specialist and get the batteries that you need to go on with your life. Interstate Batteries outrageously dependable. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and sitting shotgun today is Mr. Bob Polanik. And uh, today is going to be a really quick podcast about some of the gear that we've liked and some of the gear that we really haven't liked on our first hunts of the 2020 season. I've been to South Dakota. I've been to Michigan. Bob, you've been to on two different elk hunts in two different states. Where have those been? Uh, Montana and Idaho. And have you got out in the whitetail woods at all? Yes, I have. Okay. So what the goal is here is to talk about some products that, um, we we've we really like and uh bob i think you actually mentioned this in one of the earlier uh podcasts that we've done here on the hunting gear podcast that if you're not thinking about let's say your feet or your backpack or whatever product that you're using while you're out on a hunt that's a good thing because that means it's doing its job yes sir that is correct All right, so this is going to be kind of a no foreplay episode. I think we're just going to dive right into it, and um, I I'm going to pass it to you, and we'll we'll just we'll volley back and forth about good products or bad products or or whatever. So I want you to talk about a product that uh, that you've used this year so far that is that you really liked. Um, basically the the main one that I have. That's different than, uh, I don't know, years past, but uh, I bought the Randy Newberg Gerber, um, like, easy blade exchange uh, knife. Okay. And I used that on a cow I shot in Idaho, 
and I was blown away with how well it worked. Right. Um, not only it, the, it comes with, it's very affordable. I don't know the price, maybe 50 bucks. Um, but it comes with three blades. And then the way I heard about it was I was actually listening to uh, a podcast with Randy Newberg on it. And he was kind of going on and on about all the product testing he did with Gerber on it. And I was like, all right, it sounds like he put enough effort into it. I was like, I'll check it out. Cause I did want some, I wanted a lighter knife to carry while elk hunting. And, um, yeah, I, I switched blades at the very end of, um, breaking down this cow. Um, and I, I probably really didn't need to just kind of going at, I was deboning her at that point. It was just, felt like I just wanted to see what the other blade was like, but basically broke down a whole cow, um, with one blade on a knife that you can change blades out on. Um, whereas like those Havilons with those smaller, those smaller blades, it seems like the blades get dull pretty quick or they break. I've had a few break me, uh, my wife and a buddy of mine, we've all cut ourselves on the, um, the Havilon blade just because like it broke or just it's flimsy. You just, you just can't get, you know, you, you're dealing with a big game animal and you have yeah. a very, you have a, like a surgical blade and it just, it, it wasn't as, uh, wasn't as tough as what you needed it to be. So yeah, I was very, very impressed with that. So even, even on buck knives that I have that keep a pretty good edge, um, and I can break down, um, a whitetail with them, uh, before like needing to resharpen them. Um, I've never had that luck on an elk, and so I was pretty impressed that it only went through one blade. Yeah. So I tell you, before my South Dakota trip this year, I, I spent like multiple hours sharpening my my knives, and I don't like it. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm very good at it. My stepdad, he's really good at sharpening knives to get it to like, you know hold the piece of paper in one hand and take the blade and stroke it down, you know, on the other hand. And it, it yep. just is really sharp. I'm not that good at it. I guess I don't have the finesse that's needed, but, uh, I ended up getting something similar, the outdoor edge knives and they have, um, like the, uh, replaceable blades as well. So you're telling me you did a whole elk, almost a whole elk until like part of the deboning process on one of those blades. Yeah. yeah. And it comes with it comes with three blades and each blade is is different. There's two like main blades that are for I don't know, cutting meat off the bone, I guess, or meat off the body. The third blade, I don't I don't know if that's like more of a skinning blade or I don't know I don't know what blade that exactly is, but uh no, it it worked well. That's awesome. It yeah. did um uh you liked the grip on it, you liked the obviously the razor's edge held uh, fairly good throughout the whole thing. Um, is this, yeah, the, is this something like you, you're, you're now going to be a replaceable blade knife guy? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for okay. sure. Cause it's a full, it's a full size blade. Yeah. It's a, the, the size of the blade is the same. It's, you know, it's like a good five or six inch blade. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, the handle is nice and big. It's lightweight. It's, I think it's lighter than my, my buck knife. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to use that knife in South Dakota or Michigan this year, but I'm hoping to uh, slay a couple does here in the next couple weeks uh, before I start grinding for my buck. But um, my product, and, and it's something that I talk about a lot, and I know you use it, but Lone Wolf Tree Stands. And, you know, when you start 
playing this mobile game, you play it, you know, when you go to Michigan or Iowa or even up in Michigan, that it's almost an extension of yourself. Uh, the way I look at it is because I throw it on my back and I know that I can get to, you know, any tree I need to get in to, to, to give me the best opportunity. It's there for me. Um, I, uh, you know, I can get in any tree. I can, you know, use two sticks if I want to, I can use four sticks if I want to. And, uh, when I was in Michigan, man, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about my tree stand at all. It was just, okay, I'm walking into the timber I need to set up there, set up, game over, right? Now I'm hunting, and it's 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 literally that quick. And I don't want to really get into the product too much, but man, it's just like when you find something that works so well, and you it just same thing you said, Bob. Just continue. You know, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just yep. I'm just setting up. Not only does it cut off the time, but it allows you to get to where you need to be. And uh, man, I just, it's, it's a product I, you know, I don't know if I necessarily see myself ever hunting without, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Do you use the Alpha or the Assault or a combination of both? Yeah, so I use the Assault. Um, I'm the small platform kind of guy. It's just, you know, I guess I don't ever have any problems uh, navigating uh, my way around the platform. I do have a couple alphas and those tree stands are in, already set up in my rut spots. So big pinch points or downwind of a major bedding area that I know I'm going to sit in this same exact tree every single year come, you know, a couple times throughout the rut. That's when I set the alphas up, but for my running gun setup, man, four sticks and, uh, and the assault is definitely, uh, my go-to running gun set. Gotcha. I just I just got one of the assaults for this year, um, but I've been running the the alphas for I don't know the lap probably I think since like 2013. Yeah, and uh, that's the other thing. Uh, the lone wolf stands I've had all the run and gun I'm doing with them. Um, usually every year they're getting two to three weeks of just like heavy everyday use movement yeah. up putting up taking down, um, and everything's good to go. Yeah. I think I had to replace a strap on one stick so far yeah. i've got i've got four sticks for each one of them um but yeah i'm right there with you man absolutely love the uh the lone wolf and hang I'll, on i'll tell you this uh you, you brought up a really good point i i had a ton of uh stands and sticks that you know it's, it probably was five six years that i used the same straps and then one day i just said you know what i got the money i might as well just invest it sucks because you don't really want to invest in straps right but i ordered a whole bunch of new straps for all of my sticks and all of my stands and it gives you just a little bit of peace of mind that you're good for another five to ten years you know depending depending on the wear and tear of them i i honestly still have my very first uh lone wolf that i ever purchased it's actually in a tree right now on my iowa farm and uh so I'm, uh, it, it still works like it's supposed to work. It's similar to the, you know, the, the new ones that, that come out, it, it just awesome product, man. And you can beat the shit out of those things too, right? Yeah. Drop them out of the tree, throw them in the back of the truck and they don't bend and they don't there. You have to literally do something really bad to break them. Yeah. So. Totally agree. All right. Ball's back in your court. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with a product I 
bought for elk hunting, but I won't. Did I did not like it for elk hunting, and it actually is going to become a uh, a very good tree stand, or not tree stand, a very good whitetail hunting product. Okay, and that is a pair of boots. Okay, I bought the Lacrosse. Um, it's a new boot they got out. The Lodestar. Okay, we talked about that at the ATA show. We did. Yeah. We did. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the boot itself, it, that's supposed to be their elk hunting boot. Yeah. Um, there's no insulation. Um, it's just a, a regular hiking boot and it's waterproof, but basically they're super comfy, Like you cannot beat the comfort of those things. Um, I started wearing them at work and, um, I just was standing in them all day long and the, the feet were comfortable every day. But what I noticed is that the toe box on them is kind of big. Okay. And I'm used to my crispies that I can lace up nice and tight. And there's just no movement in my crispies at all. Um, Do you like that? And then when I was, yeah, I like a nice tight, tight boot. boot. Yeah. Okay. I like the boot. I like the boot that can kind of flex with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with those, with those lacrosse boots, there was just a little bit extra. I mean, I could get them as tight as I could get them tight, but still just like, I couldn't get them as snug as those crispies. Yeah. And uh, with just my foot moving around and stuff like that, I only wore them one morning on an elk hunt, and I just was like, there's just too much play that I'm either going to – I just didn't feel like I had the same amount of traction on some like the side-hilling stuff I was doing. And then also the more play you have in your boot, the more like your potential for blisters, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But as far as, you know, this time of year – wearing them in a tree stand and i like to stand like 70 percent of the time i'm hunting um absolutely can't beat them okay. and that was kind of my main complaint with the crispies is that to just to just stand in your crispy boots for a long period of time just like your feet kind of just ache i can hike in them all day long and i don't have any any complaints but like when it comes to uh just either if you're moving slow or you're just on your feet all day and you're not really doing much hiking um, like for example, uh, during elk season, um, my buddy shot a, a bull and we tracked it for a day and a half. And like, by the end of that second day, we were just like, uh, it's just like your feet just ache. They're just fatigued. Yeah. Um, whereas those, um, so if you're standing on them in a tree stand, it's just it's the same thing. It's fatigue. Whereas like the cross boots, I've already worn them in the tree stand multiple times, and uh, yeah, it just feels they feel great. Yeah. So disappointed that I didn't have a backup pair for elk season, but um, glad I gained a nice pair for for whitetail season. Yeah, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with Crispies. Three years in them now of Western hunts in a row, and I kick the shit out of my equipment. And you know that, and those boots have held up. And I, I, at the beginning of this, uh, this fall, I was really considering like early summer getting a new pair of boots, uh, you know, like uh, hiking boots for, for that, for my Western hunts. And I am glad I stuck with, you know, save some money and didn't go with uh, a new pair of boots because I thought, you know, man, three years, I don't know why I thought for some reason I, I needed a new pair of boots. I mean, I, I cleaned them up. I washed them up and, uh, they did this and I, I didn't even think of my feet at all the whole 
trip time I was in South Dakota, and there was a couple days where I put on like 10 miles, I think, close to 10 miles, maybe not over, but close. And, um, man, they don't, you didn't even think of your feet, right? The only time I really thought of my feet is when I put my, my foot in a cold boot straight out of the sleeping bag. And, uh, but other than that, as far as hiking around, same laces, same everything. It just worked, worked awesome. So yeah, boots, man. Uh, got it. It's like when it comes to your feet, you have to love what you're in or you're just gonna, it's, it's gonna suck. Well, yeah, man, if your feet go on a hunt like that or an elk hunt, something like that, if your feet go on you, you're, you're done. You're toast. Or you're at least, you're at least taking a time out for two or three days. Yeah. Um, or you're just, you're not really going to be able to hike very far every day. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes, yeah, like with a backpack, like if your back is sore, your whole body just starts getting sore. So yeah, like you said, if you're not thinking about it, it means the product's doing its job. Yep. So. All right. So. Uh, my next product is something that I wanted to play a little around with solid colors this year and products that you could use for hunting, but necessarily weren't being marketed towards the, the hunting community or, you know, like Sitka is a hunting brand, right? They have camo, right? So yep. I was online looking for base layers and insulation layers and, and shells and all this stuff from different companies that um, may not necessarily, indirectly you can use them, but not necessarily directly marketed towards us. And I went to L.L. Bean and I started, you know, I, I started searching for heavy wool sweaters. And I mean like, not like a base layer, almost like... Uh, uh, insulation layer type thing, right? So I ended up purchasing something called the men's commando sweater uh, in brown. And dude, sounds badass. Yeah, that thing is awesome. It is, it is probably my favorite product of 2020 right now that nice. I that I've purchased. And so I bought it a size big and tall, right? So th- my thought process is I want something really thick. That's going to, and it's made out of wool. So if, you know, it breathes at the same time, it traps heat. And I wanted it not only to sit in glass with while I was out West because it was cold in the morning. So I would throw that actually on over top. So that was my, that was my top layer. And then uh, in Michigan, I used it as my top layer as well. So I had, uh, you know, a different insulation layer, but this was kind of a combo insulation and outer layer and that's what i've been using it for and i absolutely love it dude it cuts wind fairly well i mean it it doesn't cut wind like something with wind blocker in it you know like uh the mountain jacket from sitka does but it if you for one morning i had that jet that sitka jacket underneath of it but then i put that over top oh man i was toasty warm i i slept with that in my sleeping bag and it's just some. It's something that I'm gonna. I'm gonna use every hunt uh, during the rut. It. It. I. I just fell in love with it. It's an awesome product, man. LL Bean. It's the LL nice. Bean Men's Commando sweater. So, um, and I. I intentionally bought it bigger and longer, knowing that I wanted to kind of wear it on top of all that stuff. So, I'm trying to think. It's eighty dollars. 
and I think when I purchased it, it had there was a automatic discount code. So I actually think I only spent sixty five dollars on it. So um, that's something I would definitely recommend. So the reason I bought it bigger is because I wanted to wear it over top of clothes uh, that I already had, and longer because I felt like if I was going to sit in a tree stand, I wanted it to cover my butt and go a little bit longer. Uh, so it, it, I mean, it's pretty long on me. It probably goes halfway down my quads, you know, I got like, you. Yep. like eight inches above my knee or whatever. And, yep. uh, uh, and I did that on purpose cause I wanted a little bit longer of a garment. Is it light? No, it's a fairly heavy garment, but it's definitely worth its weight. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, a product I would highly recommend. Nice man. Yeah. Bob. I will, uh, I'll go stick with the, uh, the clothing line as well. I got the, um, the Sicky, Sicka midi pants. And, uh, those things are, it's just like, a, it's a base layer. Um, it's the equivalent to, I think like what their gradient pant is for like duck hunters. But, um, those things are fantastic. I've been wearing those so far this season cause it's, it's been pretty cold already Yeah. so far this October. And uh, I've just been wearing those as kind of my base layer. Um, they're nice and thick. I've got like a, I don't know if it's a, it's a fleece on the inside or what, but um, they're fantastic. And I've just been wearing um, either like a uh, light pair of bibs over them, um, like the Fanatic light bibs or um, like the Stratus bibs if it's windy because the Stratus bibs have that wind stopper in them. But yeah, uh, yeah man, it's, uh, they're super comfortable too. So, what was the name of it? Sika Midi, the Midi, Midi pant. Is it a? Yep. Is it considered a, like an insulation layer? Yeah, I believe so. I, I would be willing to bet if you're not going through anything nasty and it's not terribly cold out, you could definitely just wear them like as just one layer. Um, they're quiet. Um, it's kind of that same material as like their Fanatic Light type of stuff. Uh, okay, um, so it, so if you walk through cockaburs and things like that, it'll definitely pick it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. For sure. Yep. Cool, man. Um, so, anything special about those pants other than what you've already mentioned? No, man. They don't. I mean, there's not a lot of function to them. Not a lot of pockets. Nothing like that. But uh, they're just comfy and it's just easy. Because for me, I was I usually put on like a merino pant and then. Um, like a merino base layer and then like some like sort of like thicker pant yeah. and stuff like that. And that's just nice to just throw one pair of pants on and be done. And I don't wear in merino base layers every single day. I mean, just like the itch and whatnot. It's just, it gets old after a while. Yeah. So I've, I'll be honest. I've never had a problem. Well, not with Sitka anyway, but there's other brands of base layers that I've tried. Uh, I have, I've had a, a base layer with Kuyu that, didn't itch the ones that i've had from sitka didn't itch but uh, there's a couple other brands out there that i put it on one time and i was like nope <laughs> like yeah i don't i don't know it's necessarily that the the actual fabric itches i think it's just like your leg hair being like matted down i got gotcha. you all day every day for just like a week straight that's that's what ends up getting to me i gotcha. think you need to shave your legs bob I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Anything for the bucks. Yeah, got a little more aerodynamic out there. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll stick with some pants. Um, a pair of now. I'm gonna mess the name of it up because they're from Norway. The name of the company is like Fahal and Raven, 
or something okay. like that. Yeah. And it's a, it's not cheap. My, my buddy Ryan uh, kind of schooled me on these pants and they're badass, dude. One thing that I really hate is walking to my tree stand in my fanatic gear and just getting covered with burrs, right? Like, yep. I don't know if they designed it for the field edge hunter, but where I hunt, I'm walking through some thick, nasty stuff and I'm catching every burr. I'm catching every thorn. I'm catching every. So this year, I think I'm going to do things a little bit different and wear a heavier base layer. And over top of that, I'm going to wear these pants, maybe my mountain pants. They, they don't seem to catch as much, uh, my mountain Sitka pants, or even a pair of like, uh, I have these, uh, pants from oh man uh arbor wear and they are like the these heavy almost denim type pants that don't get like thorns don't go through them they're double need they're double you know they got double in the ass same as these fall and raven and for for the most part the wind doesn't get through but i'm wearing these heavy base layers underneath of it and and that and they're so they're durable right so they don't pick up the burrs they don't pick up that beggar's lice and they they can take a beating and i wore them in michigan and i wore them in uh in south dakota and i i really liked them man they were very comfortable breathable and at the same time like the wind didn't necessarily get through but i did have a uh, a base layer on as well so those pants are are kick-ass all right gotcha um, the beggar's lice, is that like the stringy? It's that strip with about 40 seeds on it. Mm, and dude, it that is... Yeah, it touches you, and then you, when you tr- try to pull it off, that strip comes off, but all those seeds stay on. Yeah, God, okay. Man, that pisses that me is off. the worst, and, and on that, I ordered a product called the Burr Paw. Yeah. I haven't used it yet because, well... I haven't been on any like big, like, you know, hunting trip yet. Um, but Nebraska, the farm in Nebraska that I will be at in a week is loaded with that. And it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, we've gotten to a point where kind of like a lot of our access trails, we've got it all pretty cut out, but man, you do a, you do a random wander in in the morning where you can't see and it's all over your legs. Or if you've got to track a deer, through anything it just gets on you so i will i'm excited to see how that is going to work um i don't understand how it's going to work on like fanatic the berber fleece it's on the outside of like the jacket and the bed oh you're screwed yeah i don't i don't think that thing's going to work on it but we'll we'll oh oh okay the bird yeah the burr paw that's it may it may i mean i've seen man i think there was a guy at the iowa deer classic this year using examples of it so he went out into the woods and he got a whole bunch of that weed and then he slapped it on the um the the sweaters and everything and he he even had a dog there that had it on he would comb it comb it off yeah Yeah. i mean it looked like it worked really well but man i've had that stuff so thick on my clothes where it could literally stand up by itself in the corner yeah, exactly. My so basically in the summertime, anytime I go out on these trips, um, I get it all over me. And at that point, it's still green. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And um, normally when I get home, I'll just take all those whatever pants I was wearing, and I'll throw them in a paper bag. And then I'll come back like two months later when everything's dead, and I'll just put leather gloves on 
and I'll just like wipe it all off okay. once it's all dead. But you can't do that when it comes to your camo and like the fleece. Yeah, the stuff has got fleece on the outside. You have to like hand, you have one by one. You have to pick it all out. Yeah. So. Yeah, buddy. Okay. That's just, that's, a, that's a sore subject. Yeah. So. It, it really pisses me off, man. Uh, the yeah, amount of and it I think it's an invasive species too, so yeah. uh, lose it's a lose lose scenario yeah. right you just deal with it. There's like there's some access routes that I honestly don't even want to take to get to my tree stand because I know by the time I get there I'm just gonna be covered in that stuff. So instead I walk a field edge, I'm exposing myself and it really. So it's just like, what do you want to do? You want to get busted potentially by the deer you're after, or do you want to get this beggar's lice all over you? So I, I typically get the beggar's lice all over me and then I bitch about it. (laughs) So I hear you. All right. We're doing right now. That's right. So the next product I want to talk about is something that I'm pretty upset with, to be honest with you. And that is this MSR water filter pump. Now, every time so I, I used it in 2014 and it worked fairly well. Um, you know, it could hook it to a Nalgene bottle. You can hook it to your platypus and pump the water right in. And in 2014, it worked great. Right. Um, didn't go on another, uh, I cleaned it out, set it to the side. And, uh, I think I may, maybe used it on an all day sit once where I drank all this water. And I, for some reason I said to myself, well, just in case I better bring it. So I dropped out of my tree stand, went to a Crick, filtered it out and it worked all right. But the last three years, I don't know why I continued to try to bring this thing in with me. It just doesn't work. Right. Like I'll hook it up. And this year the, the uh, seal kept popping out. So it would lose its pressure. And I don't know, man. I just got really frustrated with it. And if I wasn't such a, a prick when it comes to littering, I would have thrown that into the weeds somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, yeah. uh, so this MSR pump, it's a hand pump. Uh, it's red and black. I mean, I don't even I don't I'm not I don't want to look it up and I don't want to talk about it anymore. It just really pissed me off. So to the point where I had to use chlorine pills to uh, clean my water and some of you who have ever been out in the backcountry for long periods of time and maybe use that method to clean your water instead of pumps knows that it just doesn't taste the same as clean filtered water, right? Like uh, this, yeah. this chlorine. So instead of using that water to drink, I ended up using that water to cook my meals in and cook my coffee in because it would take away some of that that chlorine taste if I mix it with a meal or if I mix it with coffee. Um, and so the drinking water just had to be, you know, backpacked in with me. And I, you know, I ran low towards the end of the time that I was actually in a tent camping and it just kind of, uh, pissed me off and I'll never, ever buy a pump like that again. I I know a lot of guys use the bags. Do you use the bags that you fill up with water and then squeeze through the filter? That's all I've used, man. The Sawyer Sawyer squeeze. It's a uh, six years going strong. How long does it take to absolutely fill up one of those Nalgene bottles full of water? Uh, you get you can get the sixty four ounce bladders, and I don't know. It takes you just squeeze it through. It takes maybe sixty seconds. So, uh, but what about to fill it up? 
to actually fill up the the 64 ounce bladder yeah. uh probably 30 seconds out of a stream jesus just a 64 okay yeah. so i don't I, I guess i gotta buy it i've I've heard you talk a lot about different filtration systems, and I've kind of just, you know, I didn't want to force anything on you. But <laughs> Bob, uh, I think I think yeah. we're close enough now to where you can just be like, <laughs> Dan, shut up and get the get the bladder and the filter. Just, just do it, yeah, okay? Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's you're not going to want to throw. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. I'll, yeah. I guess that's what I needed. Learn the hard way, right? It's all it's all I've ever used though, so I don't know I don't know anything else. So that's it's all I've ever used. It just it was recommended to me the first time I was going out elk hunting, and it it works. So yeah. it, it takes a it takes a little it takes a couple to kind of get a system down, but like once you get your system down with it, like anything, um, then every time you filter water from there on out, you're good to go. Yeah. So cool, yeah, man. It's not bad at all. All right. Uh... Balls in your court for the last product we're going to review today. Alrighty, so it should probably be a decent one. Hmm. I'm trying. I've been trying to think. I don't have anything great. Um, what about a, what about a product that you've used for, you know, a product that you've used for several years, and you don't ever see yourself replacing it, just maybe updating it. Yeah, I've got a lot of those. I can't think of. Um, I tell you what, I know yeah. what I. Uh, you think about it. I'm going to tell you my last product then. Okay, perfect. All right. So my last two products that um, this year. So last year I had a Tenzing pack that I used uh, for elk hunting, and for my South Dakota trips, and it was all right right? It was, it was all right, but I needed a bigger pack because I knew that in South Dakota this year, I was going to have to carry in some water because it potentially was dry if I couldn't find any, right? So I ended up getting, uh, the Marshall. No, 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 excuse me. Yeah. The Marshall, that's the big, I think one of the biggest packs that mystery ranch makes. Yep. And that pack is awesome, right? I stuffed a ton of ton of gear into it i think i was i think i actually carried 15 pounds of water in to wow. into camp and the, nice. so the hike in sucked i think my pack was like 75 pounds to on the two mile hike in but mm. you, i needed it because i didn't know if there was going to be water there and thank god i did nice. because my dumbass filter didn't work pump didn't work yeah so yep. It it's uh it was an awesome pack. What I like about it is it is expands to carry a lot of gear, but when you don't need all that space, it collapses down really tight and you know, you can use the straps to stay out of your way and, and buckle everything down. The other cool thing about this pack is that and I I used it a couple of times on really short hikes, is the top section comes off and it's a secondary backpack. Like just a really quick day pack almost where you can stuff like water and snacks and a pair of binoculars or a knife in there and uh go you know for a, a quick a quick look so to speak you know obviously you can't carry any meat out in it but it's good it's good to have as you know for a, a quick little walk maybe even to get water or something uh and then i also got the 
the whitetail pack. What's you know the name of this? What's the name of it? Uh, the treehouse. Yeah, the treehouse. So I got I got the Mystery yep. Ranch treehouse as well. Nice. And uh, both of those packs, I kicked the shit out of right, especially especially a uh, my whitetail hunts where I am throwing this tree stand on the pack bouncing up and down on it didn't notice any wear and tear you know get back to the truck throw the stand and the pack both in the back of the truck just you know i abuse my equipment and uh they both performed fairly well one thing i really like about it and i noticed this on some other packs not all the packs that i've worn but some of them the buckles for some reason if you get a you know, a heavy load on and you're starting to tighten everything up, that buckle seems to come apart and really, as you move, sometimes almost works itself free or the straps, when you tighten them down and you move a lot, they, they work themselves loose again. And I didn't have that issue with these, with these two packs. So, um, it was again. It was one of those products where I really didn't think of think about it as I was using them because they weren't giving me problems. So um, the Marshall and the Treehouse, right? Yep. 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 So two uh, two packs that man, I I really like. Yeah, I and yeah, man, I I was gonna go with uh, my Mystery Ranch, my Metcalf backpack, but I feel like on this hunting gear podcast i've talked about that backpack so many times yeah but uh yeah that's that's my standard workhorse um and yeah it's the metcalf i think it's just the next one down from the the marshall there but uh yeah i also use that treehouse absolutely love it um as far as i'm i think and i i sell film and i've ran several different backpacks for self-filming um for whitetails the, the treehouse is hands down the best for me uh, with that said um i'm intrigued by some of the new sika packs but i don't see myself i won't be but i don't think i'll be buying them and trying them yeah. just because i like i like that treehouse pack that much the the treehouse so. pack though i'm i'm gonna i'm i'm already foreseeing an issue with it come cold weather right when you have to bring more layers or potentially a, a really thick pair of bibs but you don't want to wear the pair of bibs into the timber because you're going to sweat your balls off getting into your spot. So you yeah, have to just, carry your layers in. So I know you could strap them in, but I have my tree, my tree stand and sticks on the back or, or my tree stand on the back. So, right, right. so, and my, my, uh, even this early season or mid season hunt, it was, it was cooler temps in Michigan, but I still had all my stuff pretty much packed full with my ozonics and my tree hooks and all that stuff so i tell you if i was in charge i'd probably make that tree house just a little bit bigger to carry some heavier garments okay yeah i think that might be happening i'm not oh, sure okay well all right um there you go yeah i've heard whispers okay um <laughs> yeah i do have i have that sick of tool bucket um, it's like, like, it just goes around your waist. Oh, it's yeah. one of Sika's new, new packs. I haven't used it a whole lot because I haven't really found a use for it. Um, I could see running around checking trail cameras or something like that. That'd be cool to have it. But early season where you don't need to wear a lot of clothes or change anything. Yep. The only thing you're bringing in, in is your, your bow and you already have a tree stand 
Well, maybe you don't, like even, that. don't even have yeah, a tree stand hung, if, but it just like you're more you don't need anything. Minimalist, yeah. yeah. If you're more of a minimalist bow hunter, that would definitely be a great pack for you. Yeah. Um, I am not. I bring in a whole bunch of stuff and yeah. Um, with that said, I actually have not been doing any self-filming this year and I think that is going to change today. Um, and one of the things, and it's going to be the last product I'm going to talk about. Um, I haven't really used it a lot because obviously I just said I haven't been self-filming, but um, I've kind of ch- checked it out. I got it earlier this summer, but it's the fourth arrow camera arm. And it's not even the arm that I'm excited about. It's the base. The base that straps to the tree, um, it's just super, uh, it's like a slim profile. And uh, it just doesn't look very, like, it's not very cumbersome, like the muddy ones, like this big, like, yeah. triangle bracket. Um, yeah, the fourth arrow has finally come out with something that's pretty small, pretty sleek, and uh, seems like to be, it's going to be really easy to to get set up and uh, nice and quiet. So cool. I'm excited. I'm uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to start filming tonight because I actually had a, had a good encounter last night with a, with a buck and I'm hoping I can uh, seal the deal tonight oh. probably in about a half hour when Ooh, we finally gee. get off the podcast. Ooh, but yeah. buddy. It's that mm-hmm. time of year, my man. It's a, uh, it's a two and a half year old Michigan buck, but <laughs> I haven't shot one of those in uh, five years. So, it's time uh, layer down layer down pretty much and yeah. uh you know i don't know man I, I hunted michigan and uh i uh i i have a podcast out about it right now but it was definitely a unique experience so that's what that's what i'll say that's all i'll say yeah i, I yeah i definitely plan on listening to that because i want to know exactly how it went <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah man all right well hey bob appreciate uh all of the uh, conversation today about gear if you the listener have any ideas or products or companies that you want us to cover or touch base on hit us up through instagram bob remind everybody what your instagram call sign is i am at hybrid outdoors okay and i am nine finger chronicles so hit us up let us know what you want to talk about and uh we will try to make that happen until then guys be safe make sure you check all your gear before you go into the woods don't be a fool like i've been in the past and forget your release at the truck when you've uh, already walked a mile and a half to your tree stand and other than that just wear a safety harness bob thanks for your time man thank you dan 